most of us, when we think about the end of our lives and we say, hey, what, what, did, what do I want people to say about me? We would, we would put at the very top of that list, oh, he was a wonderful father. He was a wonderful husband, wife, significant other. We, that's one of the things that we would list. But when you look at our day-to-day life, it often doesn't reflect that. And what, what happens, we, we live with regrets. We do. We, we have this kind of internal angst because we know that we're not actually living in line with our values. And to me, that's what an intentional life is. As I've taught, as I've thought about this a lot over the, the years, to me, living an intentional life is ultimately about integrity. Integrity, living in line with your highest eulogy virtues your highest values whatever you want to call them like that is what it is and i think when we do that more often than not we have a sense of peace we have a sense of contentment hey everyone i'm cal and welcome to the intentional leader podcast no matter how you are coming to this show i hope you leave inspired and with some practical tools to help you lead yourself more effectively and to help you have a higher impact as a leader I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go make it count. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of the Intentional Leader Podcast. It's Cal here, and today I'm excited to bring you a special, different kind of episode. Today, I get the mic flipped on me by my good friend, Wes Cochran. Wes joined me on episode 84 when we interviewed his brother, Graham Cochran. And as you'll hear during this conversation, Wes was part of the reason that I started this show in the first place. So, why am I doing this unique format? Well, three main reasons. One, I've been asked by many of you when I was going to get behind the mic, like I did on the first 20 plus episodes and share what I've been learning. And second, this is a natural point of transition for me and my family as we're packing up to move yet again this summer to a new job within the army. I'm still in the military, but moving to a new job, it'll be another three year, hopefully hopefully three year position, but it's a natural moment of reflection for me. And I think sometimes we move on too quickly when we have those pivot points in life. So I wanna take a moment to deliberately reflect and you'll hear more about that during the episode. And then third, we're approaching the three year anniversary of starting this podcast, which is so, crazy to me. So it seemed appropriate just to take a few minutes to celebrate and to discuss some of the highlights from the past three years. And on this episode, you'll hear me get a bit vulnerable about some of my struggles over the past several years. I share some of the key lessons that I've learned interviewing 65 plus leaders from all walks of life. I try to define self-leadership and what that means to me. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that. And you may have heard me on the show throughout some of these interviews talking more and more about self-leadership and i think that's what intentional leader is becoming more and more focused on and how that's different from self-help and then i answer some of your questions at the end of the show and we cover a lot more i hope you enjoy this let me know what you think please shoot me an email at cal at calwalters.me let me know if you want more of this format or if you're like hey cal go ahead and get back to asking questions we would much rather hear you in that position. So before we jump in, I want to give you something. Again, this is a culminating episode. And over the past several years, we've had a lot of wonderful interviews. And so we wanted to take those interviews and we consolidated them into a 12-page PDF with 12 of our best interviews 
and 12 key ideas that you can go and use today. Just go to intentionalleader.org and you'll be able to download these 12 key ideas that we think will make you a better leader in 2022. These are key takeaways from my interviews with General Work, Pat Work, uh, General Stan McChrystal, uh, Carrie Newhoff, Patrick Lincioni, some of these world-class leaders, Juliet Font, who's incredible. So go check this out, intentionalleader.org. You can download this free 12-page PDF with 12 ideas that we think will make you a better leader in 2022. And as we approach the three-year anniversary of this show, I want to give a special shout out to two main groups that have helped propel this podcast well beyond anything I have ever dreamed of. I mean, I can't believe we are a top 50 management podcast on my Apple podcast. We've gotten well below 50 at certain points, and that is all because of you. But I want to thank two specific groups. One, thank you, thank you, thank you to our faithful Patreon supporters. This show is completely free. You don't have to pay anything, obviously, to come and listen to a podcast, but it's not free to produce. So thank you to all of you who give a dollar, $2, $5 or more. Many of you give more than that per month to help us cover the costs of producing this content. It really makes a difference. And if you'd like to become a supporter of this content, if you believe in what we're doing here at Intentional Leader, if you believe in the cause of us trying to help leaders be more inspired, help leaders have some practical tools, help you in your journey to lead yourself, you can become a patron. Go to intentionalleader.org and click on the Become a Patron tab. And I'll also put links to become a patron in the show notes of this episode, but that's the first group I want to specifically thank. And then second, I want to give a big shout out to all of you who have taken a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on Audible, wherever you listen to this, thank you for giving those reviews because that really goes a long way. Whenever I'm inviting a guest on the show, they can go and and research the show and they see that people listen, that people enjoy it. It helps me bring new leaders into this community, into our community that we're building here. So thank you to all of you. Uh, Just recently, I want to give a shout out to Bailey Miles, who recently left a review on Apple Podcasts saying, love this show and what Cal is doing by sharing great leaders' stories and how they go about self-leadership and intentionality. This is a must-listen-to show. Bailey, thank you for the support, and thank you to all of you Patreon supporters and all of you that have taken a few minutes to rate and review the show. And if you've been listening for a while and you haven't taken a moment to do that, please do. That would really mean a lot to me. And again, it would help us grow the show and grow this community. Well, friends, thanks for being on this journey with me. I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. Please shoot me a note. Let me know what you think. Let's go dive in. All right. This is fun. I got Wes Cochran here on the show, a friend of Intentional Leader, a a team member at Intentional Leader. Uh, This is going to be fun. I'm pumped about this. I wanted to do this, Wes, for two reasons, two main reasons. Uh, One, this is a big inflection point for you and I. We're both uh, happen to be moving. Uh, You're going to move to Texas. I'm moving to Charlottesville from North Carolina. We're changing jobs. We both had babies. Um, And I'm hopeful that we can spend some time just reflecting on some lessons learned over the last couple of years. Um, And then number two, this is a celebration. I I started the Intentional Leader podcast back in June of 2019. So we are almost at that three-year mark. And uh, I've done mostly interviews, started out with kind of a, a solo podcast, and then it morphed into interviews. And I haven't actually allowed someone to kind of flip the mic on me. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, So thanks for doing this, man. 
I appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. I'm excited too. Get to interrupt uh, interrupt my packing and uh, to, to do some <laughs> yes. more fun. Well, I don't know. Do you do you know that you are like partly responsible for me starting this podcast? Not any specifics. I think you mentioned that years ago, like literally three years ago, maybe. But yeah. um, it's not something we've talked yes. about. But I I love to hear how awesome. Yeah, so hit me up. <laughs> so it's <laughs> funny. So I was. Um, I was in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is where the JAG school is, for those that aren't familiar with how the Army JAG works. But I was there. You and I connected. You were in Richmond. I was in Charlottesville. We sat down. And I told you I'm about to be moving to Texas and that I would be in the car Mm. for 45 minutes each way every day, so an hour and a half. And you told me that. You were like, oh, Cal, I just got done having a commute myself. And I read so many books. I listened to so many books while I was there. And that was a real paradigm shift for me. I'd never thought about the opportunity that I was about to have, literally being in the car for an hour and a half every day. And so I went to Texas. I lived in a suburb of Austin and I commuted to the army base there in Texas. And I spent an hour and a half every day and I listened to audiobook after audiobook. And it was about leadership and personal growth, podcast after podcast, hour and a half every day, week after week. And it got to the point where I was I was gaining so much wisdom and knowledge that at the end of that three years, I just felt like I had to share it. I had to start something because my you know my wife, my mm. poor wife, my wonderful wife, I'd come home and I'd share all these things that I was learning about Elon Musk and Stephen Covey and you know Phil Knight and all all these great books I was reading, and I just felt like I needed to start this podcast. And uh, and then of course like all the imposter syndrome kicks in and you know you're who would ever listen what do i have to offer um and then i kind of tried to narrow my focus to hey if i can just help one person by sharing something i learned maybe it'll be worth it and so i started the podcast three years ago and uh you were a big reason for that so thanks for encouraging me to take advantage of some time in the car i love that man that's awesome that's that's like the definition of intentional leadership, right? Just redeeming your time. Yeah, and I so and I know this is supposed to be you asking me questions, but I thought it might be interesting to start there a little bit of like that's obviously a habit that you have of mm. taking that time in the car to input good inputs, positive inputs, books, podcasts. I'm just curious how that fits into your self leadership. Like, how how does that? How do you think about that? How do you how do you approach that? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think for me, it was just very practical. Um, you know, when I started listening to audiobooks, I mean, I I wasn't doing podcasts really until probably until 2019. Um, but I was doing audiobooks back in 2013 and 2014. Back on CDs, dude. I would get us check CDs out from. Uh, <laughs> from the Maneuver Center of Excellence Library on oh, nice. winning, um, from the, you know, the chief of staff of the Army's reading list. And, and I would listen to these, these audiobooks and like change the CD out, you know, at a red light or whatever. Um, but it was practical. It was, I had two kids, uh, a three, excuse me, uh, yeah, a three-year-old and a zero. Mm. Um, and I wasn't reading books. I was, I, my wife and I always joke, like she can read at night in bed <laughs> and I'll read a page and I'm mm-hmm. out. You know, so this is my way to yeah. read. And, um, and 
if anybody's done the Enneagram as a, I'm a three, you know, so like I'm an achiever, I'm a performer and that's got pros and got some significant cons too. Um, and so there's a, there's a drive to learn and to grow. And I think, um, I grew up with, with parents that just kind of demonstrated the value of, of reading and, and, and what that can do for you. And a brother, an older brother who you've interviewed, mm-hmm. who demonstrated, um, the power of reading, how like it's a, it's a cheap mentor, yeah. you know, it's for 12 bucks or for no bucks at a library, you can, potentially change your life. And so to me, it was the aspirational aspect and then just the very practical aspect of that. And uh, that kind of started my journey. Is it for you something now that is fairly habitual? Like, do you feel like yeah. it's hard to to put on an audio book versus just maybe putting on music or listening to the news? Or, or do you, I'm just curious how that is for you now. Uh, I, I mean, I think my problem now is I'm overstimulated. Um, I just finished, uh, Mike Irwin's mm-hmm. book, uh, lead yourself first. And, um, it was all about solitude as uh, the basis of good intentional mm-hmm. leadership. And I suck at solitude. Um, and so if anything, the problem now is I have too much input and, and I've, I've fallen victim to, you know, what Simon Sinek has pointed out is like, you just, you just don't have any time for mm-hmm. reflection. You don't have any time any quiet, uh, to, to kind of synthesize what you're thinking. And so to me, it, it, I have to go, f- I had to deliberately not bring headphones on a run today. Cause I just, I wanted mm-hmm. to think about this conversation. I wanted to think, uh, about what's going on right now. And so, yeah, it's habitual, man. It's so habitual to the point where I, I think I'm noticing uh, a downside, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I want to give a shout out real quick to, uh, Joe Byerly and his book. And it's Joe and Cassie, jo- Joe Byerly and Cassie Crosby. I'll hold it up here for anybody watching on video. Um, yeah. I just started doing this. Uh, it's a 30 day guide to help you reflect before you change jobs. And I'm going to have Joe on the show, but it's really good. It's just a really, it's really meant to help you reflect. It asks you questions that, that stimulate you. Well, say say the title. It's called non- yeah, my course. green notebook, um, and the the subtitle I think is how know thyself before changing jobs, and uh, it's it's just really it's really a short helpful book, but I think it highlights the point of like we just don't take the time to stop and mm-hmm. think and reflect and learn from our experience. We just move on to to the next thing. So it's hard, yeah. dude. It's, it's hard. really hard. I mean, it's, it's good, it's good to build the habit of, of listening to books or listening to good quality audio, you know, podcasts or whatever. That's great. But I think it's, it's hard to slow down. It's, it's sometimes uncomfortable, you know, it's not just hard. It might be, uh, undesirable, Mm -hmm. you know, to have to sit there and wrestle with your thoughts. And so I I think I'm pumped that Joe has written that and, um, I need to get a copy because it's about time that I do some serious reflecting too. Well, I appreciate you doing this, bro. I put myself yeah, in your yeah, in your mighty hands. You you take me where you want to go. Let's do it. I was gonna say, <laughs> you're just being comfortable. You're just sitting in the interviewing me, and that's not the point of this. Um, okay, dude. So this was fun, man. It, I went back through the podcast and just um, and th- you started this on June fifteenth, twenty nineteen, and this is episode eighty nine. But you've had to- a total of eighty eight episodes. Sixty six of them have featured guests, and this is this blew my mind, man. Um, I don't know of a more diverse podcast that I listen to, but you've interviewed generals, uh, Navy SEAL, Green Beret, lawyers, college football players, NFL coaches, keynote speakers, a, a city mayor, New York's New York's Times bestselling authors. Um, some of them, some of whom you've had on as multiple 
as guests multiple times. You've had corporate executives, uh, chief executive officers, pastors from churches, personal performance experts, medical doctors, former university president, cancer survivor, nonprofit leaders, entrepreneurs online and, and brick and mortar, and even your own wife, Natalie, dude. Um, that's quite a lineup, mm-hmm. man. And uh, and one thing that multiple people have said about this podcast is that they love they love your questions and your follow-up questions and just the whole <laughs> approach. And so you've asked a ton of questions over these last three years. And um, so I want to ask you, what what role do powerful questions play in your life? And, and what are some of the critical questions that you're either asking yourself now or that you kind of regularly think about? Oh, I love that question. I think, well, it's really cool to hear that because, you know, you, you just, I think I started doing this and just, I brought people on that I was really curious to interview. Like that's, that's one of my rules of thumb yeah. is I, if I mm. bring someone on the show, I just genuinely am curious about them, curious about their story. And so yeah. a, one thing I have learned is that there's so much value in asking those follow-up questions in in trying to mm-hmm. tease out because a lot of the guests that come on have talked about what the, whatever the topic is many many times many of them have written books about it and so they they have their their pitch on some of these but but the key is going to that next level and that requires mm-hmm. I've found and it's hard to do and I've hopefully gotten better doing it over time it requires actually listening to what they're saying and not Shocker. And I mean, shocker, right? It, which which sounds so simple. You're blowing my mind right now. It sounds so simple, but it's it's really hard. It's it's also hard to do in real time when you're thinking about the next yeah. question, when you know you only have so much time, when you're nervous because it's someone that you never dreamed that you would actually talk to. And uh, but it's it's so that's key is actually listening. Um, and I think that applies to any conversation in any context with any person even with ourselves, like actually listening to yeah. what, it, when it's yourself, like what, what stories are playing in your head? What, what lies are you believing maybe about yourself in this moment that you need to recorrect with a real, with a question to yourself? Um, when you asked about some s- specific. Yeah. So yeah. what are some of those, what are some of those questions yeah. for you? Cause I mean, you've talked a lot about reflection recently and, um, and, You've mentioned some powerful questions. Yeah. You've asked some powerful questions. I like the one in particular about what are you optimizing mm-hmm. for. I know that's one that you've really wrestled with and thought about. You want to talk about talk to us about that one, or talk to us about some of the other ones that you're thinking about right yeah. now. Love that question. That's a question that James Clear mentioned in his episode with Ryan Hawk, where he went on Ryan Hawk's podcast, The Learning Leader Show. Love that question because so many times, uh, you know, we we don't even think about that. We we just we we don't know what problem we're trying to solve. We don't know what our goal is. We don't know what success looks like, but there's something about what are you optimizing for? We asked your brother that, Graham Cochran, um, Mm -hmm. because it would be easy to look at his life and think, well, he's optimizing for money. No, like when you asked him that question, he was very clear. He's optimizing for the ability to have freedom and the ability to spend time with his family and be a great husband and a great father and to be able to give and be generous to other people. And so mm-hmm. he's not, he, money is a means to an end. Um, the same is true, like in my life right now, what am I optimizing for? You know, I ask myself that question right now in a kind of a moment of reflection. Um, I'm really optimizing 
for uh, being a good father and being a good husband, like that is probably the top thing. Um, and so that helps, that makes a hundred decisions with one question right there in a given day. Because when I'm faced with, mm-hmm. well, do I stay the extra 30 minutes at the office or do I go ahead and pack it up? When, I, when I've done a full day's work and leave so I can be present, I, that tells me right there, I know what I'm optimizing for. Um, and you can ask that question in a season. You can ask that question in, uh, in, in a specific decision. You can ask that in a big picture. Yeah. So that's one question I love. Um, another question that I love is just asking yourself why over and over and over again. So if, uh, mm. you know, if you want to start a podcast, well, why do you want to do that? Uh, yeah, like really yeah, interrogating like, Okay, because normally after four or five whys, you get to the real reason and it may not be <laughs> one that's going to sustain you. So for me, you asked me like, why, why do you want to start the podcast? Like the first answer would be, well, I, I want to make an impact. Well, why do you want to make an impact? Well, because I don't want to, I feel like that's the reason that I'm here on earth is to make an impact. Well, why do you want to make an impact? Why do you feel like that's the reason you're here on earth? Well, because I feel like God has called me to do that. And at the end of my life, I'm going to stand before God and he's going to ask me, what did you do with what I gave you? And so by asking that series of questions, I know, okay, my motives are right and I'm doing this for the right reasons. And that's going to sustain me even when I'm having to get up at 4 a.m. and do an intro because I know my why. Yeah. But if my why led me to, well, you know, I really want to build a business and I really want to make some money so that I can, you know... Mm -hmm retire on a beach have a four hour, four hour, hour work, work well, week. That, yeah which which we shouldn't yeah, yeah. dash that we shouldn't bash that because that's the heart behind that is beautiful yeah um it's just for if you're if you're in the army you got a four hour work yeah. morning yeah you know, so. well I, people often will tell me like hey i'm interested in starting a podcast and i'll ask them why because one thing i have learned is it is and you've seen this too wes it is hard it is so hard to stay consistent so many people, you know, get to episode four or five and they're like, man, I didn't realize how hard it was to put this together. So again, it's like anything in life. If you, if you figure out really why you're doing something, it's going to, it's going to simplify life and allow you to really optimize for the right things, the things you really care about. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, um, has it gotten harder to like have clarity in this, this day and age, um, and have that why. I mean, it, we all know it's noisy. Um, has, is it harder for you to think about why than it was back in 08, you know, when you were graduating from college? I think so. Yeah. I, I if, if I've learned anything, it, it's that I am, I have not arrived. I'm reminded of that every single day. It's like, it's not like you get to this moment and you're like, oh, I got it. It's, it's a process. It's a grind. It's every single day. Uh, trying to get back to the core of your path and who you are and your purpose. And I think one thing I struggle with uh, sometimes more than others is comparison. And, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that, I think we live in a world of Instagram and Facebook and all the, you know, LinkedIn. So we're so aware of what other people are doing that I think that makes it harder personally. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if anyone out there can, can relate to that. Um, but I, I just find if I am not being very careful about the the amount of exposure I'm, I'm allowing myself to have to 
social media, for example, just okay. just because of the the comparison that that leads to, and just the pure distraction. Because your question was like, is it yeah. harder now to know to to stay focused and to to me that's a big component to that. Is I see other people and what they're doing and what seems like success in a certain area. And I can easily, if I don't, if I'm not clear about who I am and who I'm not as well, like uh, the path that I'm on and the path that I'm not on, then I'm seeing so many people doing so many different things. And and we never had to deal with that back in like pre what, 2008 or whenever Facebook came around, I think it was like the facebook.com back when we were in school. Um, But like before social media, we were so much less aware of what everyone else was doing. And, and I think now the generation that's come us and the generation that's coming up, we just, we have to be even more clear and we have to have, take even, mu- even more time to get really clear about who we are, what we value, where we, what our vision is for our future. And we have to have the discipline to block out the distractions and have some mechanism for renewing our mind and, and refocusing mm-hmm. literally, I think daily, if not, if not like hourly. I just think that's the world we live in. I think I think that's my my journey. Yeah, yeah and I'm really intrigued by what you said earlier. You said um, the struggle to say no to stuff, um, and and I think it's really easy to you know pat ourselves on the back and be like we're the generation that you know went to school before social media, and and it's gotten harder, and it's crazy, it's a jungle, it's a mess. Um, but you know, I, I'm rereading "Ego Is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. And he's got a snippet in there where he's talking about um, kind of essentially knowing your why. And he compares Ulysses S. Grant and uh, General Tecumseh Sherman, uh, both Civil War heroes, right, in the Union Army, both battlefield heroes. Uh, Grant goes on to, you know, essentially covet uh, wealth and status and, and the the fame that comes from being a politician, too. And... Holiday writes about what we, what, you know, what history is born out. He, he had a scandal marked uh, presidency and it was just kind of a debacle. Whereas Sherman, he contrasts with Grant. Sherman retired after a successful uh, military career and was very happy, he knew what he wanted. And, um, and he quotes Sherman saying that all the millionaires would have traded, you know, their wealth for even one of Grant's battlefield mm-hmm. victories. And Grant, you know, could, it was never enough. And he was chasing somebody else's why. Yeah. Uh, down to the, his last breath in life. And, and, um, and so I think this is an issue, this whole notion of like, what is your why and what race are you running? That's another way of putting it that has just plagued us for centuries before computers, let alone social media. And so I think it is easy to, to kind of like ignore how uh, historical this issue is for human beings, um, which just makes the question all the more profound, right? If it's that, if it predated the internet age. Um, but I've always been struck by that. Um, you know, you're optimizing to be a father and a husband. Mm-hmm. Those are two things that don't show up on LinkedIn. You know, no one's patting you on the back uh, at home for being a, a, a loving husband, uh, a present dad. Um, and there's no performance review, you know. And I have found it's one of the hardest arenas in which I, I lead myself. Mm-hmm. I fail more probably at home um, for sure than I do in the public sphere and, and, you know, so talk to us about how your efforts to lead yourself, uh, how does that intersect with the Mm -hmm. home? 
you know, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to pry, but like, that's an area where, like I said, you don't get a performance review. No one's, no one's grading yeah. you, you know? Yeah. I love that question. I, for me first say, I, I'm with you. I feel like I am certainly not where I want to be. And it's a process and it's a daily, same idea. So it's, it's a daily renewing. It's a daily refocusing. It's a daily reprioritizing what is most important. Because if I don't do that, I will just tend towards something else. I will prioritize something else over my highest values, which are being a, a great husband, a great father. So um, I think my one one kind of word that continues to come to mind is just being present, just trying trying my best when I get home to put the phone up and just be present and serve the family, like be be as energetic at home with my with my kids and with my wife as I am at work more, more so if, if possible. Um, for me, one of the things that it looks like, uh, just getting real practical is it, it looks like our looking at our calendar and going ahead and planning that time. So for us, like Saturdays have become for the most part, a day of, of family and a day of rest, a day we, you know, we really, the Sabbath is what we, you know, we call it is just, Hey, this is our day after a crazy week, most likely where we are going to just rest. We're going to be present. We're going to try to limit the amount of time that we spend doing work, which is really hard. My wife is amazing. And she's one of those people that like, I feel like always needs to be like accomplishing something. Um, I'm probably a little bit better to be honest about just being able to sit. Maybe that just makes me more lazy. Like I, I am, but yeah. Oh, so you mean like around yeah, the yeah. house, like, let's right. get, she's right, like, we're, Oh, we're Hey, like today. put roll up the yeah, sleeves. Like, boy, Hey, let's on. do the dishes. We can like knock out some, you know, cleaning. Yeah. And, and, and certainly we do some of that and that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. And, and we're not like too robotic about it, but I've found that just creating the space to be a family and not, uh, and really say no to just about anything other than family and time, you know, and reflection. I read my Bible, I pray. Uh, we try to just like, yeah. just rest. And we know that Sunday, like Sunday is not a day of rest for us. Sunday's a day to get ready for the week. Right. Um, and we're not perfect at it. And we're not like too, uh, we're not like uh, legalistic about it. It's not like something we have to do. Um, but that has helped. That has really helped in a practical way yeah. to create some, some space. Um, I think one of the things that um, my wife and I try to do is create uh, a date night, you know, just try to, again, it goes mm -hmm. back to the calendar, like create, look at our calendar yeah. on Sunday if we can, and just create a date night. And even if that means we're at home when we order takeout, but it's like just, just mm -hmm. the mere fact of saying, hey, we're going to set aside Thursday night as date night and we're going to do it. And it may, it. it may not look fancy yeah. right now. we got a new baby. So like tomorrow's date yeah. night for us. And that means we're probably just getting some Chick-fil-A takeout and, you know, hanging out. So you're going, for, you're going, going fancy. fancy, but it's, yeah. but it's, but it's, That's right. it's being intentional, Treat right? Her. It's, it's showing her like, yes. And I've also found that when other things take up space, like tonight, me and you were sitting down and doing this interview, I think she feels better about that knowing that like hey we've already planned out our space like we've created our time it's yeah. all in the calendar it's it's it, it, which makes it clear to her i hope that it's just as important as me having to be at work tomorrow right because it's on the calendar yeah. we we're in, and you know so that's 
and I could go on and on. Like one thing I've learned, um, not to get like too much into my story and like where I'm at, but like one thing I've learned, I think maybe this is, maybe men struggle with this a little bit. Um, sometimes I tend to, because my wife is such a strong leader to be, she's like one of the best leaders I know. Okay. Um, sometimes I abdicate my leadership role at home. I, I feel like I okay. get home and I just kind of defer to her like, hey baby, what do you need? What can I, what can I do? I'm, I'm in reaction mode. Um, so one sure. thing I've tried, and maybe this is like a new season where we're, we got a new baby and she's just doing so much. She's, she's nursing, she's pumping, she's doing all that, just you know, all the things that like yeah. I can't do. Um, but I've, tr- I've tried to just shift my mindset and say, instead of, well, instead of getting home and reacting, but think, be proactive, like, Hey, uh, mm-hmm. if I, how can I make our family's life better? I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to, uh, you know, do the laundry. I'm going to clean up. I'm going to get my daughter ready for bed. And and that's maybe most, maybe a lot of men do that instinctually and I'm just slow, but just outing yourself. I I just can say that I, I, for whatever reason, um, can get in reaction mode at home. And well, I think, yeah. And that's, that's why this question is, uh, one, it's personal. So a lot of people get uncomfortable ourselves included, of course. But it just highlights this, like, you talk about fiscal cliffs. You know, there's like a leadership yeah. cliff. Like, as soon as I get home sometimes, oh, yeah. I forget I forget yeah. that I that leadership matters. <laughs> right. It's like I go through the yes. dang threshold, yes. and I'm, like, reacting totally. to contact. Like, you know, you, you okay, kinda, I'm not the only and, one. And That's so good. I think, I think a lot of people can identify. I, I, I would be curious, you know, to, to our, our ladies out there that are in the audience. Like, I, I would love to know what that perspective is mm-hmm. like from your end. Um you know, because because obviously I, I'm Cal and I are have a narrow perspective on that, but um, no, that's so that's well. So think good. about like so with my team uh, at work, uh, and you were part of our team for a little while. Like so, Monday Monday yeah. mornings, one of the things I do is we talk about our priorities for the week, and that's just like a simple leadership. Hey, like you're getting everyone on the same page. You're casting a vision for the week. Like we we know what success looks like. Why don't we do that with our families? You know, like, and maybe some of you do, I've started to do it more and more of like getting, like sitting down on Sunday with my wife and saying, Hey, what are our priorities for the week? Cause if we don't plan our priorities, then we know what happens, right? Just chaos takes over and the urgent takes over and and, you know, I wonder, I wonder what do you think the return on investment could be? You know, if, if you, if we let it home Mm. that way and, um, anybody, you know, it led at home in that manner. I wonder what the return on investment could be, even back at work. You know, if that's the ecosystem and the yeah. environment at home is so healthy and, and uh, intentional. Yeah. Well, and here's the um, thing, Wes, like, and you you and I <clears throat> probably, Andy Stanley said this, and I love it. And I, th- I think about it a lot. Like uh, my daughter, Georgia, there's no one else that can be her dad. I, I'm the only one. Right. My, my son, Teddy, there's no one else that, that can be his dad. It's me. I am the only person that's been given that role. Some, my job right now, in a, in a month, someone's going to come do that job. And then someone will do that job after, after that person and after that person, after that person. And so I think it's, it's interesting. And, and this is one of the things that I know you and I have talked about. Most of us, when we think about the end of our lives and we say, hey, what, what, did, what do I want people to say about me? We would, we would put at the very top of that list, oh, he was a wonderful father. He was a wonderful husband or, or whoever, you know, wife, uh, significant other. We, that's one of the things that we would list. But when you look at our day-to-day life, 
it often doesn't reflect that. And what what happens? Mm. We we live with regrets. We do. We we have this kind of internal angst because we know that we're not actually living in line with our values. And to me, that's what an intentional life is. As I've taught, as I've thought about this a lot over the the years, to me, living an intentional life is ultimately about integrity. Integrity, Mm -hmm. living in line with your highest eulogy virtues, your highest values, whatever you want to call them, like that is what it is. And I think when we do that, more often than not, we have a sense of peace. We have a sense of contentment. We're like, oh, I'm actually, I am comfortable. Mm. And it's never going to be perfect, but. So by integrity, you mean like a match, like a, 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 a one for one, your actions are matching your values. And that's your, that's how you define. That's integrity. how I think about it. I think about like, when you think about integrity and like the construction sense, like if a, if a home has, in, if it has integrity it is it is strong there's alignment the foundation is solid there's there's just structural integrity there's there's alignment between all the things that are supposed to come together are as they should be um Mm. i I always think back to this podcast uh that i listened to and it was it was the biggest loser i can't remember his name and uh he was telling the story about like whenever he got all the people together who was he was going to help them lose like a couple hundred pounds or however many pounds they're going to lose. Oh, no. I faithfully watched oh, okay. that show. Ann and I, that was like our... Well, what, oh, he's, yeah. we what he said is he would season. bring them in the room and he would tell all of them, you know, you know what your problem is, is you lack integrity. And they all would like look at him like, what do you mean? Like integrity? Like I, I do, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do. I you know, I'm not someone who lies, you know, I, I, you know, cause we all think of integrity as just like doing what's right when no one's looking is how it's essentially, yeah, we, we conflate it with yeah. morality. Yeah. But what he says is like, you're not keeping your own promises to yourself. Like that's how he defines integrity. And I think that's mm-hmm. how I think about having alignment is, is first taking the time to think about what your core values are. What do you actually value at the highest level? And then trying your best over time to create more and more alignment with those highest values. And to me, that's keeping your own promises. You are, you are defining self leadership. Yes. This is not a razzle dazzle topic. (laughs) No one wants to talk about how, you know, I binge watched sons of anarchy, uh, you know, or like what not to wear, um, instead of, reading to my kid or, you know, planning out my calendar and getting date nights on the calendar, serving at a soup kitchen. You know, it's like no one, no one, um, no one wants to have that conversation. It's uncomfortable. Okay. So like, and it's not a sexy topic. So why, why is self-leadership like, and I don't mean to assume and paint with a broad brush, but why is it not a sexy Mm. topic here? Or maybe it is, maybe I'm wrong on that. (laughs) Maybe it's just, maybe I'm revealing my own shortcomings. That's interesting. I mean, I think, I haven't. That's yeah, that's a. I like that question because it makes me think. It makes my brain hurt a little bit because I. Well, the self help the self help aisle gets a lot of. That's traffic. true. So yeah, let's talk about let's the contrast the two. Let's what, define. What do you, how yeah. do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what well, question? That, like how do how do you define yeah. those? So I think of self help is kind of the. I mean the the language paints it there. I think of self help is like building myself up, making myself better for myself. Like that the the. The end is myself. Uh, it's it's the you know hey I want to be rich 
and I want to have a jet and, or I want to, you know, think positively so that I can be a more positive person mm. so that I can have a better life so that I can be happy. Um, and I don't, I'm not against that. I think yeah. that that's, you know, that's, that's a component perhaps of self-leadership, but self-leadership is, is more than that. I think it's multiple different components and we can talk about all the different components that go into it, but the end of self-leadership is impact. The end of self-leadership is a legacy of impact on other people. It's a means to an end, but the end is greater than you. The end is your ability to make a difference and lead it at a much higher level. Because when you lead yourself well, we all know that like everyone benefits from that. And here's here's like a one way to think about it. Like the people that we want to be most like in our life lead themselves well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you think about your parents. You you may love your parents. You may appreciate your parents. But the if you whether or not you want to be like them, and Andy Stanley says this is really just a product of how well they led themselves because they told you what to do. They certainly told you to eat healthy and to read books and to, uh, you know, make sure you don't watch too much TV and make sure you treat people kindly and you should be, you should work out whatever your parents told you. Then the question is, well, did their video match their audio? Did they, Mm. did they actually live that out? And if they did, I bet that your parents are end up being someone that you want to be like, and that's just basic leadership. Um, and so that's why I get so excited about self-leadership because I know that the end result is higher impact. Um, well, and, and I think you, you, you've talked about this before, at least off camera with me, um, there's there's an element of grace here because we're 100%. not going to do this 100%. perfectly, and I think I think one of the pitfalls uh, of, of self leadership and of being in this space where we're talking about this, we're preaching this. One is you know the like the the false reality that people could think that you, you have no problems, like that you <laughs> you're always leading yourself perfectly. You're always reading the moment you get in your car. You're having tea and reading at night. You're tucking your kids in. And, you know it's perfect, and you're going on date nights. Um, but then like. When they fail at self-leadership, when I fail at self-leadership, there's a temptation to be dismayed and be like, I can never get this right. Um, And so I think there's an element of grace. You've talked about that. Tell us about grace. Tell us about this idea of starting over and kind of just, you know, recognizing that, hey, this is a, it's not a discrete blip on the radar. It's a journey. Um, Yeah, 100%. It is not a destination that you arrive at. You don't just, you don't just... Uh, one day wake up and say, I've got it. Self-leadership, 100%, A+. It is something, it is a process. And you hope that over time, so now I'm 36, the goal would be that when I'm 56 or 66, Mm. God willing, or 76 even, that I am more closely aligned with my values uh, and that I am more a person of love and of joy and of peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, that I'm more of a loving father. So it's it's a process. Um, it's it's like James Clear talks about. I think about it, if you just build, take these small steps over time, the trajectory of your life uh, becomes something that's really admirable. And so that's how I think about it. And of course, that involves grace. Like, you know, let's say... Right now, I'm batting 50 out of 100 
of those moments where I either choose to lead myself or I choose to compromise. And we're human. You know, hopefully that percentage over the course of my life gets better. That's one way that I think about self-leadership, but there's there's 100% grace. And, and so you and I are both followers of Jesus. And I think that we know, or at least in, the, in our belief system, that the foundation of this is a firm identity rooted in grace, rooted in this idea that there's nothing I can ultimately do to you know, make myself to perfect, <laughs> you know, you know, and in the right. book of Romans, like Paul writes about this, he says, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. So this is not a new problem. You know, we, this is a, this is right. throughout human history. They've had the same issue. Uh, it's not, and it's not a knowledge issue either. We know what to do, right? It, it's a matter of, well, I say that I think a lot of us don't actually, we haven't actually taken the time to think about what matters most to us. I will say that. So I, I don't think it's, there is that. But once we have taken the time to figure out what matters to us, I think that that exercise actually helps us in our actions, but we're still going to be imperfect. We're still going. So, yeah. so I did, there is grace. And, and I also will just say, like the point of self-leadership is also not to just like live some boring life as you talked about and like right, never, right. never watch Netflix and never, you know, eat cake and like <laughs> never like just mm -hmm. chill and do nothing. Actually, actually, you better wake up at 4 a.m. No, not <laughs> like that day. is that that's not the type of life <laughs> that any of us want. And that's not the type of life that we're advocating for. I will say, I think there is. I, 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 this is just my take. I think an intentional life uh, creates space for that, but it does so more intentionally probably than what others might do. And, and here's an example of that. So like one of the, I've always struggled with food. I love to eat. Thank God I'm in the army because it forces me to work out, but I love to eat. And so I, I have always struggled with like, being on some kind of like diet or meal plan or whatever. And the one that I think that has helped me the most, it's, it's in the four hour body, Tim Ferriss, and it's the slow carb diet. And one of the things you do is you have a cheat day and you just, so the goal is to like not eat bread, not eat pasta, not eat any like white carbs for six out of the seven days. It just simplifies your diet. Right. But then like one day a week, <laughs> <laughs> you just, just, and, and Tim talks about like, you want to just go overboard to the point where like, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to eat that stuff the next day. Now I don't fully ascribe to that, but I think that concept is true in, in self-leadership is creating space for you to have a cheat day, creating space for you to just yeah. like chill. Cause we all need that. We all need a moment to like, so maybe, maybe, yeah, of course, like watch Netflix, like have a beer, like yeah. eat cake. Um, you know, do nothing, sleep, sleep, sleep in, in. Yeah, sleep but in maybe, maybe create yeah. space for that in your week so that that doesn't swallow your whole life. And I think, yeah. So, and you, that, that's a huge component of what you teach. I mean, like you, you start even in, in this personal direction plan that you're, you're kind of teasing out with Ryan Brents, you're, you start with eulogy virtues, you start with vision. And it just strikes me that if you have taken the time and it's not even a lot of time um, to sit down and, and iron out what is significant to you in life. What's your, what do you want to work for 10 years from now or three years from now? Where do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish? And you've established a vector like 
that creates a forgiving set of circumstances mm-hmm. because, hey, if if three out of those seven days of the week you're you're working toward that vision, but then you're you're not getting it done the next four days, well, at least you're moving toward the vision that you have articulated that you care about, yeah. which is more than a lot of us can say because I think a lot of us, whether we want to re- recognize it or not, we're just reacting to life. Yeah. It's it hard. Is. Life is hard, and 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 it, and it can seem inconceivable to like take more, spend more mm-hmm. effort to journal about what v- your vision is or what your, you know, eulogy virtues are. It's like I can't even think about <laughs> how I'm going to pay that bill next week. You know, so it just strikes me that an intentional life can actually be a pretty forgiving life because you're always kind of stumbling and plodding and moving in the right direction in a direction that you're you've chosen. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I don't know if it that does. makes sense, yeah. but like. And the thing I think about, Wes, as you're saying that, and I think about kind of reflecting on the last couple of years of my life is is the power of community um, and how much mm. we all need that. I mean, this is not the, when I think about living an intentional life, leading yourself, it sounds like you're, it's just you all the time, uh, you know, making yeah. these decisions in a vacuum, just, you know, trying your best, but it's not, I mean, you have to, we all need community. We were made for community. And I think if any of us try to change, make big changes in our life, but we don't include others, we don't let other people in on that. We don't, uh, uh we don't have someone help facilitate even the discovery of our values and the discovery of our vision and the clarification of our vision, uh, I think I think we're kind of setting ourselves up to fail. Um, so I think that's a big component of it. And I think you you mentioned the P- you, you've talked about yeah yeah. Well, you, okay, no no just real quick out. you mentioned yeah. the, this this personal direction plan, and, and we're still kind of beta testing that, trying to figure out exactly how we are going to roll that out. But the the basic idea of this is to have a group of people, us, help you go through a self-discovery process help you. I mean, how many, how many listeners right now know your core values? How many of you can rattle them all? Right. So if you can't, and that's okay, most people can't, um, this would help because we would help you. We, we would help you go through an exercise that helps you discover your core values. And it's, it's you and I, Wes, you know, maybe we would make the time to sit down and do this. Maybe some of the listeners would make time to sit down and do this. But you're probably a lot more likely to do it if you have someone sitting down with you yeah. and facilitating. So I think that is just an example of of community and, or a coach and how they can really help you. It's it's creating the space and then having someone kind of pull out what's already inside of you, but you may not have just had the, yeah. the opportunity to have someone pull it out of you. It's just the space, yeah. though. I mean, I, I think that that's I love your word making the space i think there's magic when you make the space and that that goes back to mike irwin's book on you know lead yourself yeah. first that cre- there's there's something significant about creating the solitude that allows for creativity to flourish it allows for decision making to occur it allows sometimes just to calm and you know ctfo mm-hmm. like before you have to make a decision and, and go back in front of your people um you've talked to me about having a personal board of advisors i think jim collins mm-hmm. wrote about it um can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like in your life you don't have to get you don't have to name yeah, yeah. people or anything like yeah. that but has that has that been something that you've grown into uh or have you always had this kind of idea of a personal board of advisors yeah so i 
No, is the short answer. I think Mike Irwin pointed me to that uh, when I talked to him the first time, and he was referencing Jim Collins' work on this. Um, so I, in the last two years, um, one of the themes of my life has been a group of men who I have walked through some really hard I guess, just kind of self-discovery. And this is in the context of, of a group of men at church. Um, and we just kind of come together and and share areas that we think are we need to be worked on. Um, and it's in a it's in a safe place. This is not like we're, you know, this is not stuff that we're like sharing with the world. Um, but what's been cool is it's it's amazing to to watch how God has used that, I think to help me see things about myself that need to be need to be worked on. Um, some of those specific things that have come out are things that I probably would have never taken the time to identify. Some things like selfishness, um, pride. Uh, one, of the, one of the themes of my life over the last couple of years is, is trying really hard not to make things about me. Like I'm a, like, just like you was, I'm an Enneagram three. I am a words of affirmation kind of guy. Um, I'm pretty sensitive. Like I feel things pretty deeply. And so all of those things can easily, I can go out throughout a given day and just spend way too much time thinking about myself. Um, and in the context of leadership, that that can be not a great thing. You know, I need to be, I need to be nimble and thinking about other people. I need to, you know, when, when people need to give me feedback so I can get better, I, I can't sit in that. And so anyway, I think a board of advisors has allowed me to, to wrestle with some of those things, to do some of that hard work. Um, and I think about it in terms of like preparation. And I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of leaders need to do the hard character building work earlier. Um, and I'm, 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 I think I'm going through that process right now, hoping that it prepares me for whatever God wants to walk me into down the road. Um, and we, we've all seen like example after example of a leader who gets in a position whose mm -hmm. influence goes, be, you know, expands beyond their character or their ability to, to stay in that position. And so I think a board of advisors allows me to to do some of that hard work up front early before you know maybe I'm able to walk into other opportunities I love that I love that man it, it, you're right it's a uh, self leadership is a team mm -hmm. sport yes know? yeah um, let's um okay so uh, so I I do want to give you the floor if you have other other thoughts i mean part of this episode was for you to reflect and so if there's something mm -hmm. that we haven't touched before i get to some this some lightning round questions just to kind of some slow lightning round <laughs> questions maybe speed of sound uh, <laughs> but but i wanted to get i want to kick it back to you cal yeah. is there as you're reflecting as you're kind of processing this episode is there anything else you want yeah to just a couple i just want to highlight a couple of themes i was thinking the other day about um you know there's this i don't remember the quote or exactly who said the quote, but there's this idea that the moment that you meet a friend, it, it, what comes out is, I thought I was the only one. And I'm hopeful that I can, I just want to share a couple of things because I'm hopeful that there's someone out there who says, oh man, I'm glad I'm not the only one. 
And uh, I I have struggled over the last couple of years um, with, it, it has just been kind of a season of struggle and it's nothing dramatic or anything. I just, I have just, and, and part of this has been leading a team. I've, I've been leading a team of about mm-hmm. 20 people in a high kind of op tempo. I, so for those that um, don't know, like I lead a team of prosecutors in the army, a group of paralegals, court reporters, we're prosecuting felony cases. It's tough subject matter. It's, you know, we, we, dude, it's, it's sex yeah. crimes and murders, and murders and, and, and yeah, you know, assaults. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's heavy subject matter. It's lots of cases to try to process. The stakes are high and I'm trying to lead that team well. Um, and one thing that I, and, and, and I think about leadership all the time. Like I, this is, I got a podcast on yeah. leadership. I mean, I, I, this is stuff that I like to nerd out on. And what I realized is that like, it is so hard to lead well. It's not complicated necessarily, but I just keep going back to this idea. It's not complicated, but it's hard. The, the formula is pretty simple, but it's hard. And I just say that partly because if there's a leader out there who's finding it to be hard, <laughs> hey, you're not the only one. Yeah. And I also think it's been particularly hard to lead during COVID. Um, and, and I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing a lot of leaders struggle with how do I how do I navigate the humanity of this? Like, how do I take care of people? Mm. And this is now that we're kind of coming out of COVID, how do I take care of people and get results? So that's one thing. Um, and, and just, you know, and just this idea of just like, there's there's tensions in life, right? Trying to lead well at work and also trying to lead yeah. well at home. Uh, I haven't figured out a magic bullet on that. Um, but I do think obviously both are really important and both I'm going to continue to fight to try to get those right. Um, I haven't figured it out, but I just want to share that in case there's someone else out there that's trying to fight to do both and, and feels like on any given day that they're kind of, you know, hit batting about 80% at both fumbling the ball. Well, that's another question, obviously. That's another question that you're asking yourself and considering, and I know you've yeah. talked about, is the tension, mm-hmm. sitting in the tension of taking care of people, really loving your yeah. people, not in a weird yeah. way, but in a very love your neighbor yeah. way, and then also propelling them toward fantastic results yeah. that move the ball down the field. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, take a moment and go to the podcast website and leave a comment. If you have something to say about this, we will give you a shout out. We want to solicit wisdom and feedback. If How are you navigating the tension of loving and taking care of your people? Because we have, as leaders, I think a mandate to leave our people better than we yeah. found them because they're husbands and f- wives and fathers and mothers and friends and community members. We There's ripple effects from our leadership. How do you take care of them, but how do you also uh, spur them on to to essentially succeed yeah. in, in what you're doing organizationally? So please take take the hot second and leave a comment. Um, we will certainly give you a shout out. Cal, I'm glad you mentioned that, dude. Yeah, and real quick on that, Wes, is just I, I keep coming back to this idea of leadership is stewardship, and leadership is stewardship mm-hmm. of people. Leadership is stewardship of of an organization, a team. And so that, that is just one way to think about it. If, if you're, I mean, every single person on your team has a mother and a father who that, that is their child. 
That is their son, their daughter, and they are entrusting that person to you. And I think about that all the time. Um, and the organization, you are trying to steward the organization to make it better than you found it. Um, it's a high calling and not every, honestly, not everyone should be a leader as, as Pat Lincioni talks about, you know, you got to have, make sure your motives are right. Cause it's hard. It's hard to do it right. It's hard to care yeah. every single day. It's hard to listen and be empathetic and bring that energy every single day, but it's worth it. People need it. And, and let's be real too. Um, there's, there's people, I know there's people on this podcast uh, that, that listen to this podcast that are not in a per se leadership yeah. role. And I want to speak to you for a second. And Cal, you and I have chatted about this, but this whole idea of contributorship, when you lead yourself well, you can be a more effective contributor mm -hmm. at work. Um, and it's it's the other side of the coin as Liz Wiseman in her book, um, I forget what her book Impact is Players, Impact I think, Multipliers. Yeah. Impact yeah. players, thank you. Um, she talks about that as two sides mm -hmm. of a coin, leadership and contributorship. And so I think intention, intentional leadership, self-leadership, these are things that create good fertile soil mm -hmm. for leaders, but also for contributors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have no, 100%. That, no, I just co-sign that for sure. Good, good. <laughs> um, let's do some lightning round questions. Okay, so one of the things... Um, so we got a few listener submitted questions. You you sought uh, questions from your audience and, uh, and a few of them, you know, I want to get to a few of them. But before we do that, I, I always like to ask folks, what is one book? Like literally mm -hmm. one, because there's too many. My Amazon wish list, I will, ne I will literally die before I buy all mm -hmm. the books and read them. <laughs> um, what's mm -hmm. one? Give me one, Cal. Don't yeah, burden yeah. me. But give me one <laughs> that you've read mm -hmm. recently that you strongly, strongly yeah. recommend. John Mark Comer and the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Ooh, I have read mm -hmm. that. I love that. Y'all, if you have not checked that out, John Mark Comer, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a mind-blowing book. Yes. I yeah. love that. Why do you, why do you recommend it's, that? Well, you know, we all, I keep gravitating towards books like that. So it might just be something that my soul needs. Like I feel like I'm just too busy okay. to be healthy. Uh, I'm not for my soul to be healthy. And that's his, the thesis of his book is that we are, we are too busy to be spiritually healthy. Uh, we are too hurried to be spiritually healthy. And so a part of it is, is my soul needed it. I think, uh, I think society frankly <laughs> needs it. Um, and he offers some very practical ways to, to combat that. And, and I found it to be an easy, but really practical and on point book for me. And just disclaimer, John Mark Comer is a Christian mm -hmm. pastor out in Oregon, yeah. I think. Um, but you d certainly do not need to be a Christian to read that book. He's incredibly practical mm -hmm. and really a fun mm -hmm. writer. Um, okay. Thank you. What, let's see, we've already kind of talked about this second question I had. Let's get to the leadership, the listener submitted questions. Okay. We've got a question from Austria, Love literally helmet, hel helmet in Austria. Helmet. What's up? Um, he, he asks, basically, do you have a specific method or system for staying organized mm -hmm. in as much as it affects task management for life and work, like a la David Allen with getting things done? What advice do you have for Helmut uh, in Austria? What, what kind of system or method mm -hmm. do you yeah. use if you're willing to Yeah, Helmut, I am a work in progress on this. I'm really curious about optimizing for this. Uh, a couple of things that I have found that work for me, this just kind of work. I, I like to keep it simple. I, I, there's a lot of ways out there to 
organize your life, organize your tasks, capture David Allen to me. And he's got a lot of good stuff. The, the general principle that I love about David Allen is just the general concept of your brain is not a good place to store information. Mm. So save yourself the heartache and the pain. Don't store things in your brain for very long. Put it on paper. Um, so I use my phone. Uh, to, I just use my notes. I have a note on a bunch of different stuff that I need to capture. Uh, so I will capture to-dos. I'll capture, um, you know, little things that come to mind that I want to remember. I'll capture quotes. Uh, and I just use my Apple notes page because it's simple. It's probably, there, there are better, the Trello, Evernote, there's all kinds of, you know, Google Doc. There's ways you can do it. But if it's not simple, you're going to overcomplicate mm -hmm. it. It's not going to become helpful. So that's like the basic principle that I try to apply. So I use, I use just my Apple notes. Um, I use my Google calendar. I try to calendar everything. Uh, even if it's mm -hmm. lunch, even if it's a date night, even if it's, you know, uh, just even a phone call. Yeah. I, know you I try to, I try to calls. calendar everything. Um, just, just, I mean, it, it just, it helps me, uh, keep my, keep my life in order. And I try to do it as far out as possible. So if I know I want to, take my daughter camping. Well, let me figure out when that's going to work. Um, and then creating space to make sure you're, you know, on the same page with your significant other or your partner on that. I love it. Um, okay. Matt from Georgia, he asks about essentially what advice do you have to get out of ruts when you're not leading yourself mm -hmm. or others? Well, he describes having days or weeks where he's crushing it. Uh, feels like he's doing all the things he wants to do and leading, leading and living intentionally, but then he just hits that, essentially that wall mm -hmm. and, um, and it'll, it'll take a long time for him to recover from that. And he'll struggle with, you know, beat himself up. So like, mm -hmm. what kind of advice do you have to get out of that rut of failed self-leadership? Yeah. Two things. One, I think getting clear upfront about your values, who, what, and we can help with that. Uh, reach out to me and Wes. We'd love to kind of help walk you through figuring out your core values, figuring out your vision, figuring out your goals for the next year and some milestones and, and some of your habits. I think once you've taken the time to do that uh, and put that on paper, it does not exist if it's not on paper. If it's just in your head, mm. it doesn't exist. If you just thought about it in the shower one day, but never actually put it on, it doesn't exist. So put it on paper and we can help you with that. Um, and then the second thing is community. It's community is having someone that you that you that cares about you, that's for you, that you can come to and just say, Hey bro, Hey friend, I'm not okay. I'm struggling. And that there's not going to be judgment. There's just going to be uh, someone that listens. And so find that person or persons and, and be willing and, and be willing to be vulnerable and honest and acknowledge where you're at. I've done it many, many times with uh, people that are for me. And it's just, it's amazing. I, I, I did it last weekend. I came in, I was exhausted with this group of men. I was done. I was just, in a bad spot. And I just said, Hey guys, I'm, I'm just struggling. And they've seen me when I'm high, they've seen me when I'm low. And this night I was just low. Um, and I think you need community to be able to kind of remind you of who you are, where you're going, share with them your vision, and they're going to help you get back on the right track. Um, and give yourself grace too. Sometimes we're, I think all of us are often hardest on ourselves. Um, so give yourself some yeah. grace. Don't, don't. And the last thing I'll say, don't believe the lies, right? Like, to, there's a there, capture it before it comes in. The lie is going to come in, but 
be be willing to talk to yourself. I remember when I interviewed John Gordon, he mentioned like the best leaders talk to themselves, not maybe audibly mm-hmm. out loud. That's okay too. But you're 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 <laughs> you're talking, spending time talking to yourself, reminding you of who you are, where you're going, what your values are, and then you're gonna be okay. Dude, I'm so shocked that you didn't talk about being gluten free or being <laughs> keto or waking up at 4 a.m. or having a green smoothie. Um, wow. Uh, just kidding. Um, Okay, Jordan in Virginia, last last listener submitted a question tonight. Um, what habit or habits have you developed that contribute the most to you doing self-leadership well in yeah. your life? So we talked about so maybe Yeah, yeah, we talked about one of them of just uh audiobooks and podcasts. I've I've thankfully, thanks thanks to you, Wes, uh that's become a part of my life. And uh, there are a lot of areas of my life that I'm not that don't have great habits. That's one of them that's really, really helped me. Um, the other one, and I've, I go back and forth on this partly because I try to use social media with, um, you know, the, with the intentional leader is, is deleting the apps on my phone, deleting the social media mm-hmm. apps. That's really helpful. Um, and then the last one I'll just say is leaving your phone, just getting in the habits. This is, this is uh, you know, the, the, um, Cal Newport idea of just get in the habit yeah. of leaving your phone, just leave it at home. If you're going out to yeah. dinner with your wife or your spouse, and they have their phone, like leave your phone or leave your phone in your car before you go see your family. Just like, it's okay. Like you'll, you'll be okay. Leave your phone. Yeah. Just get in the habit of doing it. And you're amazed. It's amazed how much more present you can be. I love that. I love that. Um, this has been a lot this of fun. fun. Um, and I, I will make sure and give you the last word. It's, it's just been fun to interview you, man. <laughs> You've done 66 of these interviews and, um, and you haven't got to be in the seat for a while. So uh, that's fun. Thanks for letting me do that. Hey, I'll talk to our listeners and then I'm going to kick it back to you. Um, so many of you, if you are podcast listeners, you might not know that Cal and the team has a blog. Um, every other week, uh, there's an article that comes out. Um, it, it is a mix of practical uh, of kind of aspirational and inspirational, but the content is all designed to either give you something practical and tangible to apply to your self-leadership journey or to just lift your eyes up to a higher uh, version of yourself, a higher, a different way of doing life um, to kind of disrupt our reactionary living. That is the essentially the essence of that, um, that article side of, of intentional leaders. So I want to plug that. And then I want to plug... Um, the 12 ideas to make you a better leader in 2022. Um, it's for free. It is It is just really fun, digestible content. Cal and the team went through um, essentially two and a half years of episodes and pulled out uh, 12, 12 essential chunks um, of just great advice that runs the gamut. Uh, and, and, and you could go through it one day at a time. You could take one set a week. Um, and, and listen, is it a panacea? Is it going to solve all your problems? No, but it's just another way of getting a reminder before you. We have amnesia as leaders. And so this is just a way of kind of battling the uh, the leadership amnesia where, you know, on Monday you forget everything you want to do about, about being an intentional leader. Um, so go to intentionalleader.org, download that when it pops up, um, or check the show notes. We'll post it in the show notes. Get it for free. Share it with your team. Share it with whoever you want. Uh, but Cal, I want to kick it back over to you, brother, for the final word. Uh, thank you again for including me in this. It's been fun. But uh, last word is, is well, yours, Well, Wes, thank you, man. You're you're really good at this. You uh, 
You asked really good questions. It's fun being on this side of things and you made it really easy. <laughs> I am a lot more comfortable asking the questions and answering them. So I hope I didn't ramble too much. Um, but I, I really appreciate you, Wes, and, and you're just a dear friend. You're one of my, you're one of the people in my life that I know I can, uh, you're part of my community that helps hold me accountable. And I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Uh, I just want to, the last word I'll just say is, you know, the, the tagline that I kind of came up with for this show or the way I kind of sign off typically is life is short, make it count. And I think, I think death, and I hate to end it on death, but I think death is something that is abstract to most of us. Um, until we lose someone who's close to us. I went to a funeral a couple months ago as my grandmother and we were at the funeral um, and, and it made death so real. And I just encourage you to, if you really want to figure out what matters most to you, if you really want to think about what your, what your true values are in life, try to take a moment to think about the end of your life. Start with the end of mind, as Stephen Covey would talk about. Think about who you want to be, who you want, who we want people to say you are at the end of your life, because that is very telling to who your what your values are, um, and and then ultimately, kind of backwards, plan your life from there. Start with the end of mind, and then start living in line with those values. Get community, um, and we can help you with all that. So reach out to me. Reach out to me at cal at calwalters.me, um, and we can help coach you along in that journey. That's what we get fired up about doing. We're on this journey too. This is not a podcast where we show up and just tell you all the answers. Like we are very much on this journey. We're studying how to lead ourselves. We're trying to figure it out. We're giving ourselves grace. We're in community. So thanks for being on this journey with us. Wes, thanks for taking a moment to do this. Thanks for the inspiration to start this podcast in the beginning. Yes. And I uh, just appreciate you doing this tonight. Hope everybody has a good night. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening today. Wes Cochran, thank you so much for doing the interview. You did a great job. I, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable asking the questions than answering the questions. So I hope I didn't ramble too much and I hope that you got something out of today. I just want to thank you again to all of you that continue to faithfully listen to this podcast, continue to be part of this community. I am, as I said on the show, really passionate about leadership. And I'm, I'm passionate about self-leadership because I just know that as the leader gets better, everyone benefits. I, I often think about what Pat Lincioni talks about with his father and how his father would have been a better father if he had a better leader. And that we, we know when we have a good leader or a bad leader, they influence us well beyond just at the workplace. They influence us wherever we go when we go home, when we're with our kids, when we're with our spouse. And so I, th I mean, I think that all comes back to self-leadership and that's how we grow as leaders. We can't control a lot of the external pieces of what's around us, but we can certainly control how we lead ourselves. And you're going to hear a lot more about that here at Intentional Leader. We're going to continue to bring you inspiring guests who are going to bring you inspiration. And they're also going to bring you some practical tools that you can go and apply right away to your life and leadership. You're going to continue to hear from us through, through those articles that, that Wes talked about. Those will continue to come out uh, at least, I would say, once a month, maybe every two weeks. And I hope you can, can consume those if you haven't. Also, sign up for our email list if you haven't done that so that you, you never miss a podcast episode. You never miss something new that we're doing here at Intentional Leader, and you never miss an article. Uh, again, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If, if you want to check that out, just go to the show notes of this episode, and you can become a patron. You can give a dollar, $2, whatever you want to give per month, and it just really helps us 
as we try to continue to produce this and continue to grow what we're doing here at Intentional Leader. I hope that you go and make a difference in at least one person's life today by being intentional, by loving on people, by listening. You just never know what people are going through. So remember that life is short. Let's go make it count.